Hello again everyone, Mike Cleveland here on another Worship Wednesday. And uh, if you happened to be with us last week, we did a Worship Wednesday on a song by Bizzle. Got to do it with a good friend of mine, a sister in the Lord, Kelly, who's here again today. Kelly, thanks so much for doing these with me. Thank you for this opportunity to come back again and just unpack this wonderful song by Bizzle who at one time was a secular oh. um, rap artist, but um, oh, his, yes, his oh. heart was impacted by the gospel when oh. he saw Christ as not just um, um, this God that was there that's ready to send him to hell. Right. He um, saw um, his love for him and he received that love mm. um, that was displayed on the cross for him. So it transformed oh. his life. And now um, we're unpacking this song by Bizzle that's glorifying our Lord. Amen. Thanks for that background. I wasn't aware of that. Well, if you did not catch our previous podcast called Worship Wednesday, we encourage you to go back because, Kelly, we looked at what happened in the Garden of Eden as Bizzle wrote out the words for us and really saw the, the cross of Christ in such clarity. I thanked you afterwards because you painted the picture of the the new garden the cross with the new tree yes uh, there so that was beautiful and so now let's go on he he moves he's moving through the old testament oh, yeah. isn't he oh yeah um and so now he comes to the next story and so let's let's read that together i'll read a couple lines and you can read a couple okay. lines okay so it goes hold that thought let's fast forward to abel and cain two brothers in the same field plain they lane see cain tended the ground Abel tended the sheep. Both made an offer to God, but Cain's fell incomplete. Oh, I went and read everything, didn't I? (laughs) Sorry, I'm a a reader hog. Uh, So he's bringing up this issue with Abel and Cain, and he's talking here about the sacrifices they brought. Yes. Okay, so in your understanding, what are the differences between the two sacrifices? Uh, What did Cain bring, and what did Abel bring? Well, that's a good question. Um, and Cain brought um, a sacrifice that was um, presented or um, put together by his own works, by his own efforts, right. um, by his own toiling. Um, but Abel, um, he brought a sacrifice that was um, a sheep. Mm-hmm. It was. Um, it was a lamb. Yeah. It wasn't um, anything that he created or anything that he worked for. Um, it was just brought to, it was this lamb that he brought um, to God as his sacrifice. So um, what I see in the two is one seems to be a picture of a substitute and one seems to be a picture of um, your efforts, your works. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. Um, and it's it says it's very clear on these two sacrifices. The scriptures are clear that the Lord accepted Abel's offering. Yes. He looked with favor on Abel because of his offering. Yes. Uh, and if you, you think about that, Cain maybe worked harder for this than Abel did. But Abel came saying, I am such a wretched sinner that I believe only blood will pacify God's anger towards sin. Yes. I'm, I'm not nearly as good as Cain. 
I'm I'm just a, a sinner that deserves to die. But I saw in the Garden of Eden, and my mom and dad told me that God accepted a substitute. Yes. And so here I come with my little lamb. And if you look at what God did, he consumed this sacrifice because it had blood yes. in it. And without the shedding of blood, there's no forgiveness. Yes. So, Kelly, as you and I look at that, can you think back on times in your life? I don't know if you can, but I certainly can. Of when I tried to bring God a sacrifice of works. Yes. Um, does that do you identify with that at all? Oh, or? absolutely. Um, I think one of the way one of the reasons that um, I would bring sacrifices of my giving of mm-hmm. money, mm-hmm. Uh, making sure I'm keeping perfect attendance at church. Right. Make sure I'm having my Bible time, mm-hmm. my reading, my prayer time. You know, doing these little things that I think would appease God from my sins. Mm-hmm. Um, just the fact that I was depending on the works of my hand mm-hmm. um, kind of pointed out to me that I wasn't quite understanding the severity of sin. Yes. I wasn't understanding that um, this thing, this sin, um, this, this offense mm-hmm. that, I'm, um, that I've committed against, um, against the Lord requires death yes and it requires something that i'm not able to give right you know it requires a price that i can't pay Mm. and so that's one of the things i noticed um about abel he understood that um his sacrifice had to be a life Mm. a life given um, mm-hmm. And not, you know, he he seemed to understand the severity here, mm-hmm. um, and, and even understanding the severity, he, he understands the um, the glory of God, the importance of God, His holiness, Amen. and um, understanding that you know nothing can atone for what's being done against God. It has to be a life. It has to be spilled blood. Amen. It has to be something that He just can't offer Himself. That's a really important thing to understand. It would be like if you, somebody, let's say, had murdered somebody's son. Um, And that person went to prison and from prison wrote a letter to the father and said, "Uh, I'm I'm really sorry I did that. How about if I were to sweep your floors for the next year? Right. Um, would that work? Would you know? And, and so it's not by the works of our hands that any atonement can be made. Right. And it's actually minimizing our sin to think like Cable did. A uh, Cable, <laughs> Cain, <laughs> could uh, bring the works of his hands to God in hopes of being accepted. Right. Whereas Abel took his proper position and said, "What I've done is so bad that I have to have a substitute." pay for it with blood. Fortunately, the good news is God accepts payment by a substitute. Right. Uh, the, the good news is not that I've sin- sinned so bad that I have to have a substitute, but that there actually is a substitute. There is a substitute. <laughs> and he paid with his life. Jesus went to the cross as the fulfillment of Abel's lamb, and our lamb of God took away our sin. Yes. Uh, and as he did that, then we are seen as God, by God as righteous yes and holy it's so beautiful to to think through that with you so then we come to bizzle's next verse and kelly how about if you read some of that next 
scene that he brings okay. us to. He said, so God tells Moses, here's the plan. Pay attention. Tell my people they're going to need a lamb without a blemish. One day you're going to get it, but for now, just kill it. <laughs> Take it home. Smear its blood on the doorpost of the entrance. See, Israel's my firstborn, and Israel's been taken. Those covered in that blood be the only ones escaping. Yeah, if you think about what he just said, my firstborn's been taken. You know, um, if you don't let my son go, his son ain't gonna make it. The penalty is death, and I'm coming for the payment. You know, God here, in essence, uh, said, here he's looking at his people who are slaves. They're enslaved by Egypt. Right. And they are being oppressed by Pharaoh. They're, they're in bondage. They're in the smelting furnace, it's called. And God sees his people, and he loves his people. And he sent the message to Moses, have every house put a, a lamb's blood on the doorposts. And when the destroying angel passes over, he'll see the blood. Yes. And he'll pass over that house. As if to say, he already sees the death already happened there, so he can pass over. No more death needs to happen. Yes. Um, Kelly, how do we see the gospel in this story of the Passover? Well, um, one thing that came to my mind immediately when you were when you were talking here, it's how the um, angels saw the blood, mm. um, and it was seeing the blood that um, caused him to pass over. Yeah. Um, he didn't see the people in there. He didn't mm. see what they had done, who they were, their background, their mm. social or economic wow. status. None of that mattered. Racial um, um, status, none of that mm. mattered. The only thing mattered was that he saw the blood mm. because the blood was the only thing that was sufficient. So just looking at how that applies to my life and to, to our life, um, Christ shed his blood. Amen. You know, it was his blood that was spit. was that shedding of blood that we needed in order so that um, we can escape the death that we deserve. That's right. You know, and we should have been that. We It should have been our blood that was spilled. Yes. And, but Christ came and his blood was shed, was spilled so that death passes over us, Amen. you know, so that um, eternal destruction passes over yes. us Hallelujah. because Christ took that death. He was eternal. He, he, he was destroyed um, for us. Mm. He was, you know, he went into destruction of, you know, his body destroyed his, his mind, his heart, his spirit, every part of him was destroyed. Um, taking on the destruction that we deserve Amen. so that we can, um, you know, Christ got what what we deserve so we can get what he deserved. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Uh, I, I want to draw that out a little more because I feel like that's an important thing you touched on. What if there were people in the houses who had committed some horrible sin, who had maybe lived all their lives in bondage to sin as well as to the Egyptians? Yeah. Right? And And... Yet, it doesn't say if you have lived then, you know, this way, that, you know, the blood's not going to protect you because, after all, you no, whoever would be under the house with blood right. would, would be saved from the destroying angel, would uh, be set free from bondage, uh, would be satisfied by eating the lamb that had died, 
you know? So it, it, it isn't that God looks at your sin and says, ooh, that's so bad that I don't think I can pass over. No, like you, you brought this up and it's beautiful because Christians are people who sometimes feel like what I've done is so bad and I yeah. start thinking about my past. No, you need to think about the blood. Yes. That was shed that is, it, it protects you. Right. Right, and covers right. you. Right, don't you don't want to? You don't need to look back. <laughs> you yeah. need to look up. Amen. To the cross. Yeah. yeah, that's good. I like that a lot. So it's God says, "I'm coming for the payment," and Jesus steps forward with his hands nailed to the cross and says, "Here's the payment." Yes, I pay, paid in full. Pay, paid in full. Yeah, it is finished. Yeah, yeah, paid in full. Amen. Uh, Kelly, these are important passages that Bizzle is uh, explaining to his children, as it were, uh, because of this fact, and you brought this out earlier, which is we're in the Old Testament. We're in the Old Testament, yeah. Um, I thought the gospel started in Matthew. In Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> and say, no, actually, it's all through yes. the Old Testament. It's in every story. Yes. It's wherever you open your Bible, you should yes. see the gospel, and we have to ask God, please open my heart to see. My eyes of my heart need to see yes. this message. Yes. As as we bring this to a close, Kelly, when you think about this story that he's depicted of the Passover, what is something that touches your heart as you think about this this uh, fulfillment of the Passover in Jesus? You know, 1 Corinthians 5 8 says, Christ, our Passover lamb, has been sacrificed. So this was just an illustration of that. But, but as you think about it, what is something that touches your heart personally as you look at this story? Well, one thing that, that touches my heart um, personally about this is um, just the willingness um, of Jesus to come and be slain, mm. to come and be sacrificed. Um, for a person like me, you know, like, and you know, like, like you were saying, I can imagine it was um, people in this house who, you know, death is coming, mm -hmm. you know, you, they know it's coming and you know, you can't think about death without thinking about your own self and your own yeah. life. So I can imagine there's people in this house, you know, they hear this promise that, you know, we're going to be okay because the blood is over the, the mm -hmm. lentil. So we're going to be okay. But, but it's still that fear because you know, you deserve this mm -hmm. death that's coming, you know, why them and not me, you know, I'm no different, mm -hmm. you know, but that he was willing to come and be slain, mm -hmm. be be mutilated. Yeah. Um, just the love in that, mm -hmm. you know, just the kindness and the mercy of that, you know. And it's so important um, for me to always be preaching this message to myself mm -hmm. because I can't yeah. think of a day that I wake up that I don't need to know that I'm loved this much. Amen. You know, not just love, but love to the point where this man would come and give up his life for me. Um, I need to hear that every day. Mm -hmm. It's the message that matures us. Mm -hmm. You know, the message of the cross, the message of the gospel, it matures. It, mm -hmm. it becomes the most important things in our life. It stabilizes us. Mm -hmm. You know, it drives away fear because it's so full of love. So just his willingness in doing that, mm -hmm. uh, being willing to be slain like that, it just so precious to me. Mm -hmm. I'm a bit speechless. <laughs> I, and I, I think when you see the cross and you see the love of Jesus who willingly went to the cross, 
it makes my heart a puddle because he really did go to a cross of torture and of mutilation and of bloodshedding. He really did out of love for you and me. He, he went so far for me. And like you said, I can't, I can't understand why me and and not the, the Egyptians, you know, I'm sure they would have been saying, but they trusted the blood. And one thing I really appreciate about what you said right there is you took it to death. Um, death was coming, and for you and I, death yes. is coming. Uh, are we going to, at that moment, when we think about, well, I, I, I know I'm saved you know, by Christ, but I still wonder if my sins might catch up to me at some point. We can remember this discussion we had yes. as we thought about the blood which saved them is the same blood you know that saves us so we're we don't fear death the cross is the death of death yes for us that bee could only sting one time and death where is your sting now yes. it stung jesus and then like the european honeybee it died it died it can't sting you <laughs> yeah death can't sting you or me yeah and we, 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 so we're talking about life and death issues here. Yeah. These are important. People are going to face death. Yes. And do you dare face it by saying, I'm trusting in my works? Yes. No, that would be like somebody taking a can of red neon paint up to the roof and here, look, there, I've painted this whole roof. Look, <laughs> you'll see the blood. No, that's your own efforts. Yes. What do you and I trust in is the blood that Jesus shed. And that will take you through death and back out the other side. Yes, amen. As healthy and live as you can be. Yes. Ah, Kelly, this was such a blessing to do this with you. And such a such an encouragement for my own heart as we looked into this together. Um, there's still more verses, so maybe we'll, over time, keep doing these. And uh, But if you, uh, what is the, what, by the way, what is the name of this song? It's called The Gospel by Bizzle. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. The Gospel by Bizzle. Yeah. Find it on YouTube. Find yeah. it on your favorite Spotify, place. Spotify. Right? Yeah. It's one of those songs that we love and can't get enough of. So <laughs> yes. um, hope, hope that you enjoyed this podcast. If you have any thoughts to share, please write to us at helpdesk, all one word, helpdesk at settingcaptivespree.com. We'd love to hear from you. And Kelly, I look forward to doing the next one yes, with you. Yes, me too. Me too.